Coffee with Colby, episode 19. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy one cup of coffee, we are going to cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. As always, want to start with a quick friendly reminder, if you are digging what we're doing here on the show, really would appreciate if you would pop open your iTunes account and give us a quick five-star review. That's going to help raise the show up so more people who are searching for career-focused content can find us. Also, if you like the show, uh, would love if you'd share it out on your social media networks, let your friends know. And if you've got a question or an idea for a future topic, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A-D. Now, let's get down to business, and one of the things that I want to accomplish with this podcast is to touch on the subjects in our personal lives that can also impact our work. Um, Some people believe in work-life balance and that you can separate the two. I think it's a myth. I follow the the school of thought that there's work-life exchange, that sometimes you're doing work, sometimes you're doing personal stuff, sometimes there's more of one, sometimes there's more of the other, but you really can't separate your work from your personal life completely. There will always be places where there's crossover, and one of the biggest areas where this happens is with our health. How we feel and how we treat our bodies has a huge impact on how we perform at work. I'm actually going to share some examples of how my own health got in the way of my work over time and how I had to kind of get to the bottom of that. But you you all know what I'm saying is correct. We all know that when we feel like garbage, we perform like garbage at work. But when we feel our best, we do our best. But before I get into any of that, I I have a disclaimer I want to put up front here. And, And that is today's episode is all about learning about your individual body. In fact, the key message, the key takeaway, if you want to skip the whole episode, I I am urging you to learn about your body and how your health is impacted by certain factors and elements so that you can put a plan together that works best for you to live your best life. And some of the examples that I'm going to talk about today are going to involve my own experiences with diet and nutrition. And in some of those experiences, we're going to talk about you know, how I felt and also weight that I lost and things like that. In a second, I'm going to talk about bioindividuality, but I have to score up underscore that, that concept up front here bioindividuality. Everybody's body is different. Everybody's body responds to nutrition and exercise and lifestyle differently. Nothing about this episode is meant to be fat shaming or sizist or judgmental or anything. What worked for me will not work for all of you. It will work for some. It won't work for others. Everybody's plan has to be different and has to be customized to themselves. I know people of all different shapes and sizes that are all in varying degrees of health. My goal in this episode is to encourage every one of you to invest in learning about your body so you understand what makes your body tick, what makes you feel good and healthy and energized, and what is going to get in the way of that and what you should avoid. This is going to have a direct impact on how you perform at work and how you succeed in the workplace. Our bodies do a really good job of telling us when something is out of whack. And if we listen and try new things, 
we can find ways to feel really amazing. And that is what I'm trying to get at. I am not suggesting for a second that anyone listening to this podcast or anyone in this universe should be a certain size or should look a certain way or should do or should follow a certain practice. Some of you are going to find that yoga and a paleo diet is perfect for you. Some of you are going to find a vegan diet and running is, is right for you. Do you find what makes you feel best, whatever that is? Okay, so are we clear? I don't want any protests, any complaints, any negative comments on, on my iTunes account about this. That's not what this is about, okay? So that out of the way. Let's get to the actual meat of today's show. And as I've said, today's show is all about learning about your body and investing in understanding your body's needs so that you can perform your best. And I'm going to start by talking about my wife a little bit because my wife is a very, very smart woman. She works in the health and wellness field and she has personally guided me through some of my own health and wellness challenges, a couple that I'm actually going to talk about in just a second. And she's done this by by teaching me about this concept of bio-individuality. And this is the idea that we really are all snowflakes in a way. <laughs> uh, no two people respond to the same plan, the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle plan in the same way. This is why some people can do a super intense fitness program like P90X or CrossFit and they thrive. I try those and I just wind up hurting myself. Some people can eliminate carbs from their diet and lose a ton of weight and feel great and some people can't. Some people do the keto diet and feel great and some people don't. Everybody's different. And one of the biggest problems with our healthcare system is that people think there is one plan that should work for everyone and when they try it and it doesn't work for them, they don't feel better, they don't lose weight, they don't gain energy, whatever their goal is, they feel like they're the failure or they're doomed to be sick or unhealthy and that's really not the case. It's just they haven't found the program and the plan and the strategy that works for them. Here's my first example. My entire life, I was overweight. I wasn't obese, but at any time in my life, I was carrying you know twenty to forty extra pounds. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't huge, but I was heavy, and I thought that's just who I was. I thought I was doing everything right. I worked out. I went to the gym. I ate what I thought was healthy foods. I did calorie counting, but I could never get the weight to come off and keep it off. I could you know force ten pounds off through you know a really rigorous diet, but as soon as I went back to my old lifestyle, it immediately came back. Who's heard that story before? Uh, but one day I learned, because my wife is brilliant, that the chemicals in diet soda can actually increase your carb cravings and your hunger, which makes you eat more subconsciously, even though you think that you're doing it to kill your sugar cravings and is kind of a substitute. Um, I then eliminated diet soda because I drank a ton of it um, because I thought that it was my way of avoiding sweets and things like that. And I wasn't noticing that I'd drink diet soda all day and then eat half a bag of potato chips on the couch at night. I eliminated diet soda from my, my diet and the late night munching just stopped. I just wasn't hungry at night and I wound up dropping 10 pounds that I've kept off ever since. In the same concept, I thought that low fat foods were my friend. I grew up you know, I was a typical 90s kid, loved my snack wells. Um, and what I didn't realize was that those low-fat, reduced-fat foods are packed with sugar. And that then causes more cravings and more weight gain. And so once I figured that out, because again, my wife is really smart and taught me about this kind of stuff, 
I swapped out my bagels and fat-free cream cheese for eggs and avocados and, you know, healthier choices and felt perfectly satisfied, didn't feel deprived of anything and wound up dropping another 10 pounds, which has stayed off. See, in both of these cases that I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't trying, it wasn't that I wasn't putting in the effort to lose weight and have more energy and feel better and not have these cravings, but I was just trying things that weren't working for me. Let's extrapolate this out a little bit because it, it's easy for us in today's society to focus on you know weight loss and things like that, and that's not what I want this episode to be about. Again, I'm, I'm not telling anyone you should lose weight or gain weight or be a certain size or anything like that. What we do need to do is people walk around with chronic conditions that we're just used to at this point. Like you've got a knee that hurts when you walk up too many flights of stairs. You've got a bad back. You've got a this, you've got a that. And we just walk around accepting that this is who we are and, and what we have. When really, if we dug a little bit deeper, it's quite possible that we could figure out the root cause and actually address what that problem is and regain a level of our health, regain a level of our energy, regain a level of our performance. And here, here's a couple of examples of how this played out in my own life. So the first one, uh, one night I, I had been working in the agency world for about a year and I was in bed uh, one evening and I had this sudden intense pressure in my chest. I honestly believed that I was having a heart attack, but I was only having it it was literally centralized in the middle of my breastplate. There was no pain shooting down my arm, you know, anything like that. It was hard to breathe, but I wasn't short of breath. So I really didn't know what was going on. And after about 45 minutes of this, my wife is thinking about calling an ambulance and just kind of out of nowhere, the pain lifts. So kind of creepy. A couple, couple weeks go by and then happens again. A week or two goes by and it happens again. And what I finally went to the doctor, he explained that what I was having were called esophageal spasms. These are a condition where the muscles that are around your esophagus become irritated, usually from like acid reflux or something, and they seize up. And experts have said that it really does feel exactly like a heart attack, the same level of pressure and discomfort. But the good news is, good news in quotes, the good news is there's no real danger and there's no long-term side effects. They just hurt like crazy and they're basically debilitating in the moment and they can last for any length of time. I was having some that lasted 20 minutes. I had some that would last for three hours and all of a sudden these spasms that had been happening at nighttime, now they start happening at work and they're super unpredictable. So there are days where I'm about to walk into a client meeting and all of a sudden I like I'm running to the bathroom because I can't, I feel like I can't breathe and it's it's kind of creepy to see because I know in my head that these are relatively harmless and there, you know, there's nothing that anyone can do, but I'm behaving like I'm having a heart attack. I'm clutching my chest. I can't breathe. It's, I can't stand up. So I realize this is not a good health situation. Even if there's no long-term side effects, even if you know they're relatively harmless, this is not something I can continue to live with. And I got to figure out what's going on. So I meet with some doctors, did a bunch of reading, and I started to figure out that there were certain foods and lifestyle choices that were contributing to these spasms. And it was things like drinking too much coffee, drinking, you know, eating spicy foods, eating um, fried foods, eating foods and then laying down. Um, 
and I started to eliminate some of this stuff and deal with the stress and deal with you know the anxiety and things that were causing the reaction in my system. And there was a period of time where I was having, you know, every couple of weeks I would have one of these spasms. And now I'm at a place where they are extremely rare. In fact, it's almost October. And I think the last one I had was back in the first week of January. And before that, it had been nine months since then. So of course, now that I say this, I'm probably jinxing it. I'm probably going to give myself one this weekend. So I hope you all appreciate the sacrifices I'm making for this show. But this is an example of how there was a medical condition that some people just treat as chronic. And this is just my life and I have to deal with it. And I invested the time in figuring out what's going on with my body and how do I fix it? How do I work around it? How do I dress it? And then actually put that into practice and it improved my ability to work. It improved my quality of life. Here's another example. And this is a big one. And this one crapped up about crept up about two years ago. And when I get stressed, since the time I was a little boy, it always shows up in my digestion. Um, I can remember being, you know, five, six, seven years old and always the first day of school, huge stomach aches, um, you know, had to go home always on the first day of school because I was so nervous and so worked up, nausea. But about two years ago, my symptoms got really, really bad even for me. Um, I will spare you some of the gory details, but I was in the bathroom constantly. I was in a lot of just kind of like that debilitating pain. And I was also just exhausted all the time. Like it didn't matter how much I slept. I could never keep my eyes open. I was dragging at work. It was really weird. And this went on for 10 months. Um, I kept making excuses, telling myself, well, I'm stressed about this or I'm stressed about that. And there was legitimately at the time, there was some really stressful stuff going on. I was uh, dealing with a, a challenging client uh, opportunity at, at the agency at the time. And then I was applying for, for new jobs. And then I was going through this really rigorous job vetting process. But when all that got done and I still had these symptoms, I finally took myself to the doctor. And it turns out I have Crohn's disease. Um, Crohn's, if you don't know, is an autoimmune disorder. You can't cure it, um, but you can treat it and, and, and make it, you know, put it into remission with certain lifestyle choices and sometimes with medication. Um, I had to, and and that was one of the big questions that we had. Um, one of the ways that people treat, um, treat Crohn's disease is with some pretty heavy duty medications that can make you pretty sick and have some pretty serious side effects. And I really wanted to try and avoid that. And I wanted to try and just have a, you know, a healthy, vibrant life. And so again, with the help of my brilliant wife, because she is brilliant, um, we've discovered that there were certain lifestyle choices I could make that could help control, um, control my symptoms and control the disease. And so I had to do things like I had to eliminate coffee and caffeine and gluten and dairy from my diet. And I have to monitor, monitor my symptoms for the rest of my life. But in doing these steps and in taking these steps and in changing my lifestyle, my symptoms went away. I'm technically at this point, knock on wood in remission. Um, but my energy also is back. My focus is better and I can contribute more effectively at work. So another example of how, you know, there's something comes up and you have two choices when you're presented with, with a health challenge, be it a bad back or, you know, an illness or something like that, you can say, okay, this is, this is it. This is going to be my life. Or you can keep trying to figure out what it is. Or in some cases, it could be that for you, 
it's about your weight that you find that no matter how hard you try, no matter how you diet, no matter how you, you, you just keep carrying that 40 extra pounds that you wish you could get rid of. And it turns out that if you keep meeting with your doctors and keep trying new things, it could be that you have a gluten sensitivity, um, or it could be that you've got a, an allergy or a food or a food issue or a thyroid problem. There's any number of things that it could be. And again, I'm not saying that anyone should be a certain size or anyone has to lose weight, but if that's your thing, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your career. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your life to do what you can and to just keep trying to figure out what's going on. Because when you do hit on, hey, this is my solution, and it could take you a year, it could take you 10 years, you're gonna feel so much better and it's going to make, it's going to give you more energy, it's going to make you feel like you can tackle anything. I don't wanna turn this episode into Colby's personal medical history, so I'm gonna wrap things up with those two examples. Um, But I I wanna wrap up by saying this, the work world is very high stress. It's easy to to neglect our health. We work in these artificial environments. We eat food that's bad for us. We don't exercise enough. Chronic illnesses are the single biggest healthcare cost we have as a country, and they're just going to keep going up, and they can lead to serious illnesses. Um, We're talking about your life. Um, I'm approaching this from the perspective of of your performance at work because this is a work-related podcast, but really we're talking about your life and your well-being and how you feel as a person, um, whether it's impacting your work performance, your energies down, your focus is off, or whether it's impacting you know how you are with your family, how you are with you know in in your personal life, you owe it to yourself to do everything you can to understand your personal health and what is going to make you feel the best. You don't need to be some CrossFit paleo fanatic with 0% body fat, but you do need to take the time to listen to your body. Invest time in building a team of medical professionals who you trust, who can help you diagnose and address medical issues when they come up. And for God's sake, invest in the lifestyle elements that make you feel your best, the meals that support your personal health, the exercise that gives you energy and a lifestyle routine that promotes your personal health. You are the only one who will know what that looks like, and you are the one who's going to benefit the most when it is implemented. So that all being said, that wraps us up for episode 19. Episode 20 is coming at you before you know it. Um, as always, like the show, uh, share it on your social media, uh, give us a, that five-star review on iTunes, and uh, if you've got an idea for a show or a topic, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Colby Reed. Otherwise, uh, I'm Colby Reed, and we'll see you next time.